0: You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network.
1: Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues. From the Your Story Travel Company, Betsy and Christy. This is episode 524, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears the Mouse Podcast.
0: Today we'll be sharing some rumors and news and then Betsy is going to share with us about Disney runs and Chrissy's going to share about Disney shopping. So if you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, um, one of our agents is going to be very happy to help you. Just email them today at info at or visit their site at yourstorytravel.com for your free quote.
1: So in this past week, as we all know, but you may not yet listeners, There has been tons of information coming out of Orlando with the upcoming reopening of Disney World. So we are going to try to touch on all of that and make sure that you're in the know as much as we can. If something happens between now and next week that we think it's imperative, we can always do like an emergency uh, uh, blip that we can put out. I've done that before when they announced that Disney was going to be reopening, just so that you guys are in the know. You can always check our um, Facebook page the mouse page podcast because I'm trying to keep that as up-to-date as I can so most recently this past Monday we were supposed to on the 22nd we were supposed to be able to go on and anybody that had a reservation with tickets was supposed to be able to go on this new Disney Park system and make changes modifications whatever that they wanted to do or that is what we read so now Stephanie's going to talk to you a little bit more about that because she dealt with it uh, probably more than any of us today that I know of that's on the podcast tonight.
0: Yeah. So there are a few hiccups, um, if you will, with some, th- some of the things that are going on. Um, we were given information about how today was the day that any guest who has an on-site room for that, and they have a, a, an on room for 2020, they can then go in and modify their reservation. So of course, as a travel agent does, we wake up the moment that they open, for us at 6am, but for Disney that's 7am, and we immediately call. And 45 minutes into my call, they answered, which was very surprising because sometimes you can be on hold for you know upwards of three hours. And the call though went like this. Oh yeah, we're having some problems. And I was like, what kind of problems are you having? And everything was down. People could not make park reservations. People could not make um, modifications to their resorts. You couldn't do anything. So the nice gentleman I talked to said, call back this afternoon or this evening or tomorrow. We're not sure when it's going to be up and running. And I, of course, then asked but will you be able to make my reservation, rebook my clients? They have 2020 dates and they want to rebook for 2021. And he said, absolutely. We were supposed to be able to do it this morning. We just weren't able to. So then of course I called back as he suggested and you can't even get through because the phone lines were so clogged. And then I got through this evening after about a two hour wait. And when I got through to that lady, she said, Oh no, only for 2020 guests who are making a 2020 change so you have you cannot rebook into the 2021 year um, which was not what I was told in the morning as well so according to her update you can rebook those 2020 dates for 2021 dates beginning on June 24th I just want to kind of preface all of this with yes you're hearing these dates and this information but it might not be us getting the information wrong it very well might be some of the blips that disney is having with pushing out so much so quickly um so That's the information we have for you. I waited for a really long time to get those dates. Um, And I I hope that on the 24th, which is when you guys are listening to that, you should be able to make those modifications. And you should also be able to do um, some hotel reservations that day. Isn't that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So also guests who have a 2021 basic package through September 26th of 2021, they can add tickets and make park reservations so it's going to be another park reservation day a park reservation day for 2021 dates
1: and one thing I did mention before I threw it back threw it over to you Stephanie was that when I called last night because my issue for my client is that they have a reservation in August but their resort will not be open when they go and that was what Disney had rebooked them to this resort so now we're trying to find out if we can move the resort. But everybody that we talked to keeps saying to wait until they get this special email, which I got to tell you, I did get the special email right before we started recording that told me to go ahead and I can start modifying things online, which I thought was interesting for my October trip. They're going in August. But anyway, the other thing that the lady told me to say is have some other dates available. So, be prepared for that, that you may be told that your original reservation is not going to be able to be honored. I do know they're going to be there the first week in August, which is also, you've talked about us on the podcast, how the NBA is now going to be taking over Disney or doing their, their tournament there or whatever. Apparently, they have to, because of social distancing, they each have to have their own room for each basketball player. And so some of them, those rooms are being up taken up by the NBA. So just be ready for anything. We're sorry. We're only reporting what we know.
0: We're doing our absolute best, right, to help you and to get you the right information. But sometimes Disney doesn't even have the right information for what they're doing that day. Um, I did hop on. I did hop
2: on today um, because we have a trip booked in October just to check out that park reservation system and it seemed to be working this afternoon for me I could go in I could pick a date I could pick a park and all I had to do was hit confirm but I didn't because I didn't know what we were doing Um, so I felt like it was a smooth process when I went in this afternoon yeah I I hopped on myself for our October trip and Mm -hmm. I was able to pick parks and pick dates it was kind of for me it was a blanketed date it was like 9 a.m to 7 p.m Right. So I clicked, and I actually confirmed it, but none of them show up in my plans, so I don't Aww. know. <laughs> but I was, I mean, other than the waiting with that castle on screen, it it was a pretty smooth process.
0: Well, and they said that all of the bugs were worked out by 10 a.m. That's when they they were able to kind of fix some of the issues so if you were logging on after 10 a.m you had less issues than people who woke up to get done right away.
2: It was definitely it was after 10 a.m and I'm kind of pulling mine up now and I still don't see them in my plans but I can go back in and now that I'm familiar and comfortable with it I feel confident. Hopefully
0: that it should go well for everyone. Well, and there are still some people who are kind of stuck in this limbo land of they they have six-day tickets and they're only able to get park reservations for three days. So there are still some things that are being worked out and that you might have to call in for if you don't have a travel agent or have your travel agent call in for you. There's a lot that still is being worked out, lots of kinks and bumps along the way. But hopefully each day it will get better. I'm hoping, and and
2: this is where I, I can't stress enough. Just in my experience, man, use a travel agent. And I'm not just saying that because I am one again. <laughs> but I'm we're we're doing this legwork. where are guests don't have to. We're the ones waiting on the phone. We're the ones dotting the i's and crossing the t's. So
0: it, we we we're doing our hardest to make it more magical for everyone. Exactly, exactly. And it uh, doesn't cost any more. Not a dime. Um, So there are some more updates. Betsy has our next one. Betsy, you want to tell us about June 26th? This Friday, June 26th, annual pass
2: holders without resort reservations. So if you're an AP annual pass holder, you can make park reservations using the new Disney Park Pass system. So you can hop on with your annual pass, pick the dates, Now, it doesn't say how many they can choose at a time. Has anyone heard that? How many days they can choose? I have not. And how far out. So we don't have that. All we know is they can go pick at least one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've got a little bit of information for you. There's a nibble.
2: And I have on Sunday, June 28th, 2020, our 2021 park tickets may be purchased and we can start booking 2021. Packages We can book those now through 2021 packages for January 1st, 2021 through September 26th, 2021. And those guests will be able to make their park reservations using that new Disney Parks Pass system.
0: So it's kind of one of those things you want to have that in your mind. Like you want to get a hold of your agent right away and be like, hey, I want to go in 2021 that way, on the 28th of June, your agent can be calling for you.
2: Yes, right. for sure. We we can do all of that work. Just have your dates in mind, have your resort in mind, and, and we'll go from there.
1: No date has been released yet, but later this summer, if there are any available spots left, they will open that up, and guests that have existing tickets and pass holders can try to reserve parks and resort reservations. They can't promise it, but... They said that that they'll open up later once I guess they figure out who's all booked and everything. I don't know how they're going to be able to tell that, honestly.
2: It looks like we need to go back because on that same day that you can book the 2021 packages, anyone who has a Disney World ticket that's not expired can also make those park reservations. That's what it's sounding like. Yeah, so if you don't have a hotel reservation but you have a ticket, you can actually, you know, plan which day you're gonna go. So that's really important, I think, too. Yeah, for like off-property guests. I don't, you know, like somebody that might be staying somewhere else within the area.
1: I can't even imagine what that would be like to be one of those guests. Yeah. Because I'm sure they're going to have a much harder time.
2: Absolutely.
1: Again, another reason to get a travel agent and stay in the bubble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We will help. (laughs) So there are some opening dates for some of the Walt Disney World resorts. We have July 10th, Animal Kingdom Villas at Jumbo House and Pop Century and Contemporary, they are opening. And then July 29th, we have Disney's Caribbean or Caribbean, however you choose to say that word, Beach Resort. We have August 12th is Disney's Polynesian and Art of Animation. Then on August 24th, we've got the Yacht and Beach Clubs. September 21st is the Grand Floridian October 1st is Disney's Boardwalk Inn, October 14th is Coronado Springs, and then we have no dates yet for the All-Star Resorts, for Port Orleans, French Quarter or Riverside, and for Animal Kingdom Lodge and Disney's Wilderness Lodge. They currently have no opening dates.
1: It's very interesting. It will be interesting to see
0: very spaced out and going as far out
2: as October as well. That that's mm-hmm. surprising, but I'm glad they're handling it that way. Blow and steady. All right, so here's a list of confirmed major attractions that will be open when the park reopens: the uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, the newest attraction at Hollywood Studios; Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance; Seven Dwarfs Mine Train; Space Mountain; Pirates of the Caribbean; Spaceship Earth. Frozen Ever After, Test Track, Soarin' Around the World, Kilimanjaro Safaris, Expedition Everest, and Avatar Flight of Passage. Disney has a more detailed list that we have on the Mousecapades Facebook page. And also on their website is listed of things that are not going to be open. So you may want to check that out as well.
1: I will probably go ahead and put that up with the ones that will be opening because when I first read the article I didn't read it correctly and I was like um does this mean that that's all that's opening now we're now we're deducting more things from our magic but yeah I think they just wanted you to know the key ones that everybody's excited about going to see that are newer so, yes, I will put all that, including the ones that won't be on there on the page podcast, because we want to keep our Ohana in the know for sure.
2: And once you book your resort reservation and tickets, you'll be able to book your park reservations. You can do this at a later date, but Disney is giving us this opportunity to have peace of mind that our park days are locked in for our trips.
1: So, since we recorded from last week, Disney announced that Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, Eat the Beat Concert Series, and the H2O Glow Nights at Typhoon Lagoon have also been canceled. And they want to let you know that if you purchase those tickets for Mickey's Not-So-Scary or H2O Glow Nights, that money is going to be refunded to you.
0: And then another update, and this is a very exciting one for me because, you know, I'm all about the characters. So... I was devastated hearing that they weren't gonna have the characters there and that my kids wouldn't be able to meet or see any of the characters. Now they won't be able to take pictures one-on-one with the characters or interact with them, but you will be able to see the characters in a more social distancing acceptable way. They will be kind of parading around at Magic Kingdom, sailing through the waterways at Animal Kingdom. Um, They might be on the procession along the way at the World Showcase in Epcot, or on the motorcades at Hollywood Boulevard at Hollywood Studios. So we are going to be putting together a list of the characters and where you can find them on the Mousecapades Facebook page, but they will be in the parks. They will be available for you to see. You just aren't going to be able to get all up close and personal with them.
2: All right. I know we have some foodies out there. The food and wine festival dates have been modified, so it's still happening. They will start on July 15th, the day that Epcot reopens. It will have 20 global marketplaces instead of the normal 35. Um, There'll be more info coming on the 2020 Food and Wine Festival as Disney releases it, and I'm sure it'll be on their Facebook page. And Vicki touched on earlier Not-So-Scary Halloween, but as far as we know right now, um, the Christmas events are safe. We will, of course, update you of any changes as soon as Disney knows. Um, So definitely keep an eye on the Facebook page. There are going to be some changes to some of those backstage tours. Um, When the parks reopen, backstage magic tours, behind the scenes and the Wild Africa truck will be unavailable for the time
1: being. Also, and this makes total sense... The Disney Photo Pass cast members are unable to use guests' personal cameras and cell phones to take pictures for right now because they're trying to promote cleanliness, physical distancing, and reduce the contact, the contact of different objects. So while that is sad, I would encourage you, or I always encourage my clients to purchase the PhotoPass anyway. They get a great picture and everybody's always in the picture. You don't have to worry that mom's not in the picture, dad's not in the pictures, everybody's in the picture. They pose you, they do cute things. And if you priced out how much it would cost just to buy two or three of those, it adds up quick. So take advantage of the photo pass system right now and just let them take your picture and not worry about it with your camera. I know it's not what everybody's used to, but definitely worth the money. All right. That's what I found over the years.
0: Well, and even if you didn't get a photo pass, like you used to be able to hand your phone to the cast members, you can't. But would you even want to hand your phone to somebody else, to another? guest in the park I definitely wouldn't so now is definitely a time to get that photo pass I agree with you completely and even from a cast member point my, my
2: sister's still a cast member but she's um, not in parks anymore um, but she says it's gonna be so bizarre to walk you know say into a park and you know somebody say will you take this picture for me and as a cast member for 20 years she's been saying oh sure go ahead and give me your camera give me your phone and the cast members aren't even going to be used to that because you never say no. <laughs> so it's, um, it's going to be an adjustment for not only the guests, but those cast members, too. They're just used to taking the, the phone and snapping the picture.
1: Wow. That is going to be crazy.
0: Speaking of those cast members, this just came out today. I know we've kind of heard a little bit about Disneyland and the petition they have going on about some of the employees are signing a petition saying they don't want to reopen. They think that Disney should push back their reopening. Well, Disney World, their workers started one today urging the park to delay their reopening. Now, I'm saying this as a this is not something we are telling you is going to happen. (laughs) We have no news on that whatsoever. I'm just letting you know that there is a petition going around right now from some of the Disney union workers. And as of today, the Disney World um, only has 4,000 workers who have signed it today. They have like 78,000 staffers so that's not a lot but again it did just start today on Monday. That's when we're recording um, so I'm curious as to when we release how many it will be up to then um, The one in Disneyland got 45,000 signatures in two weeks and Disney has not commented or um, discussed whether that's an option for them to push it back. They haven't just they haven't mentioned anything about this petition that's going on but um I mean, we know Disney is trying to do as many safety measures as they possibly can. But I do know that, according to this, some of the employees are still nervous about returning to work and being put in a situation where they are around thousands of people every day, even if everybody's masked.
1: Well, I know that uh, Tim had went to Florida last week. Obviously, he wasn't able to go in the Disney parks. But he did go to Disney Springs and just how deserted it looked, uh, the video that he took for us. So I think that they're doing a good job of trying to keep everybody safe. And if people will just follow along, I mean, I don't know where it is for everybody. And I know that uh, Betsy lives in Boise, because I want to say it right for once, uh, because I've said Boise my whole life. I don't know how it is for you guys there. But here we were saying that you either you go in a store and like everybody has on a mask. And only one or two people or you go in a store and nobody has on a mask and you look like you're about to rob the place. And I like that Disney's making that a standard. They need to wear that mask. I wish that everybody would do that because I think that that would help a little bit. But, you know, that's just me.
0: Well, and I hope that they will and I I think they will enforce it. I have heard that they are being very strict in enforcing it. But I've I've heard just personally at our St. Louis Zoo that when you make the reservation to go there and you're required to wear masks, everybody's taking them off. They said as long as you hold a drink in your hand, then you can say, oh, well, I'm I'm drinking. And so I can't wear my mask. So everybody's walking around the park with a drink in their hand saying they're drinking and nobody's wearing masks. So that makes me slightly nervous. But I think that Disney will be a little more strict on that.
1: I feel like that too.
0: Because they have those areas like specifically for you to go take your mask off. So.
1: so this was a lot for you guys to take in. We are trying to update our social media with all of this stuff. So if you have any questions, feel free to write into the Mousecapades and um, go through our Facebook page or go to mousecapadespodcast at com. I don't want to keep overwhelming you with any more information. That was plenty for one day. Or you can just replay us telling you all the information. Again, if you have questions about something that we said. If you need more details, I guess it would be reason to reach out to us for sure. But um, so tonight, we said that we had Betsy and Chrissy with us, and Betsy has been on here and Chrissy's been on here plenty of times. It's just that they're on here in a different capacity tonight. They're going to share two things that they're both passionate about about Disney, and I'm excited to hear about it because I know Betsy's talked a little bit about it, and I've been around Chrissy. She's talked a little bit about shopping as well, and so this will be fun. So, Miss Betsy, you want to tell us? Because today, by the way, congratulations. I heard you won your virtual as a 10K.
2: I ran a virtual 10K.
1: Well, I won it
2: because I was the only one running it. You're, nine, <laughs> you're <laughs> number one.
1: That's amazing.
2: So, so um, uh, we moved down to Florida a couple of years ago. And my husband said, why don't you start running when you're in Florida? You can run a race at Disney World. I'm like, wow, that sounds amazing. I had no idea you could do that. And so I looked into it, and I'm like, oh man, everything's sold out. I had no idea that this was such a popular um, thing. So Run Disney is its own community, and it gives you an opportunity to see Disney World in a way that you've never seen it before. You actually get to run through the parks with no one around other than these crazy people, crazy runners dressed up in all kinds of Disney garb. It allows you to... um, run and not feel like you're running because you're distracted um, by everyone's costumes. They have character stops along the way. They have music pumping. They have marching bands. They have cheerleaders um, and all kinds of fans that are putting signs up and just making you laugh throughout the way. The Run Disney offers uh, 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, and one full marathon during the year. Um, They're in four themed weekends throughout the year. And the different themes are the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, which is in January, they have the Princess Half Marathon weekend in February, the Star Wars Rival Run weekend in April, which was canceled this year. And then the last one is the Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend, which is in November and has not been determined if it will be canceled or not. That one sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Run Disney also does races at Disneyland Paris, and they've just started a challenge where you can do a half marathon at Disney World, and then you go over to Paris and you get an additional medal. So, something, of course, to incentivize you to travel the world and spend more money for Disney. You mean get more experiences. Oh, yes, get more experience. Right, 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 right. So, there's different themes for everyone, um, which is awesome because they cater to everyone. Um, I've personally done the um, Walt Disney World weekend, the regular one, as well as the princess. And I noticed that the princess is like almost 90% female. Um, They do have some men dressed up as princesses, which is always a fun laugh. (laughs) But kids ages 10 and up can do it. So you can really uh, get the family involved. And as far as the 5K goes, um, my son was able to run with me one year. And I believe, I think he was eight at the time. So super, super special. Um, They also offer virtual races, which is what I did um, today. Um, In the summertime, they offer a free, it's kind of a series. And this year, they are focusing on rides. So the first one was the Mad Hatter Tea Party. Um, The one I just did was Space Mountain. And then they're doing the Haunted Mansion. And then if you do all three of them, you get another medal and you get a challenge. It's called the challenge. And so this medal looks like the old tickets from Disney. So I'm excited, like the ones that tear off. So I'm really excited to get that one, really cool. But registering for Run Disney Races is not easy. And a lot of times it's like a huge event. You have to be on there ready to go. It sounds like what you were doing this morning, Stephanie, like ready to go at 7 a.m. And it's kind of like you're in a queue waiting. And now with the reduced capacity of this, it's even harder to get in. But on those um, half marathons, you're running at about 25,000 runners. So this is a really large event. The other races are are quite smaller. They usually sell out within hours. So you need to go on the dip, be there ready to go. Now, you guys want to know how much costs to do it? How much? Because you're like thinking, okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a price tag the first time I did the half marathon so just for the race is $199 so now I think it's gotten up to it's $210 Um, but if you choose to do the challenge which is usually a half marathon or excuse me a 10k and a half marathon that runs you about $380 those two courses and then you have the ultimate the dopey so if you do a 5k, a 10k a half marathon and a marathon that is the dopey and that is like the ultimate coveted challenge and that's only offered once a year and then you'll see the dopey contestants. I call them contestants, whatever. They'll walk around Disney the next day with their medal on. And I'm like, you can walk. How no is that kidding. even possible? <laughs> that's what I'm My thinking. brother did it this year. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. He did, Chrissy? Oh, that's so Yeah, cool. my brother did the dopey this year. And is the medal just incredible? Uh, I haven't seen it in person. I, I need next time I go over, I need to see it. <laughs> You do, definitely. we yeah, got a whole display of them. Oh, now the crazy thing about those races is that they start at 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's before <laughs> the parks, they finish pretty much before the parks open. So how do you get there that early? They have buses. The buses start leaving at 3 in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And like the roads shut down at, I think it's at 4. So you have to be... I mean, it's a really... And it's hard when you're doing multiple races in a row to get up that early. And then some people will spend days at the park. So you really... uh, It's a big commitment. That's for sure. Um, So the wonderful thing also about um, the Run Disney community is that it's for anyone. They really encourage anyone that even if you're not a runner at all and they um, kind of have adopted this method it's called the Galloway method where you run and walk you run and then you walk and that's what I've always done and so I was excited that Disney had like adopted that I'm like oh this is perfect for me and they'll actually have pace leaders that you can stick with a group And they'll tell you when to run, tell you when to walk. And you can be in community with those people as you're doing the races. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it's super supportive. And then um, there's a Facebook group that I'm part of. And then we're doing just like all kinds of cool virtual races now. Like there's one called the Race Across Disney World. And every time I clock in miles, I get to see where I am in Disney World. And we've got thousands of people across the country doing it right now. So it's just a really supportive community and the medals are phenomenal. And that is one thing that I do it for. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) You paid $200 for that medal. (laughs) Well, and I even had to pay a bunch of money for these virtual races, but I did it this morning and it's so different because when, like I said, when you're at the parks, you're so distracted and doing things on your own is a lot harder. But knowing that I think like, there's a community of people doing it, it gives me encouragement, so. How much was the virtual race? The virtual challenge, I did all three. It was like 150 total. Okay. Yeah. But I get four medals, so divide that out. (laughs) And then my next goal is to, I'd like to get to a wine and dine half marathon next year. That's my goal. But it depends on when we're going to Disney for our travel company. If it coincides, let's plan it. Let's
1: do it. You guys could do a five, like people could do 5Ks that weekend. It would be awesome. So. Have to get the other knee.
0: Right, Vicky. Vicky needs her knee.
1: That is the other thing, um, Betsy, that I learned because when Nick and some people from our work went to run, our former principal's like, you are such a cheerleader for us. You need to come down so you can pay. And I don't know what that's called. The cheer squad. Yes. No, they
2: didn't pay. They just stood on the side. And it's fun. I even saw them. I mean, we went into the Magic Kingdom. I saw them going down Main Street and they like saw me coming out through the castle. Like You can stop and visit with your family and it doesn't cost them to get in the park before the park opens, which is really cool. They can experience the park without having to pay.
1: That's awesome. Which is
2: rare, <laughs> super rare.
1: Our principal ended up transferring to another school, or I mean, out of area in Chicago, Illinois. So we, I didn't do it, but I was very tempted. I was going to go back down with them because I can't run the doctors have said even when I get my new knees it's probably not a good idea he said we'll see we'll see about where my weight is at that point and because we want to make sure I keep my knees that we don't have to do this again right
2: right my mom and sister did it last year and they walked almost the whole thing and they say you're supposed to maintain a 16 minute mile that's for the half marathon but with the 5k it's different it's way more relaxed it's way less people So it's just, and it's neat because you get to see behind the scenes. Like we came in through the World Showcase and we saw like some of the ride vehicles from the Frozen ride. I'm like, this is so cool.
1: I'm backstage. Or like under, you get to go underneath test track. And so it's just an interesting perspective. It is. It's a fun experience that you can't have. I know that it was the same thing when I was in college. We were behind the scenes and I saw a character with the head off, which I thought they weren't supposed to do. But, I mean, I guess because I was really? behind. Well, yeah. And I wasn't taking a picture of that. I was taking a picture of my friends behind the scenes. But they were like, you can't have your camera. We talked about this, I guess, last week. You can't have your camera. And I'm like, think about what cameras they had. Rolls of film, disc camera. It was nothing that, I mean, they could have just taken that out and thrown it away. But it was completely innocent on my part. I didn't realize that you're not supposed to take any pictures back there, even if it's not of one of the things. But, yeah. I do remember I can't remember if it was Pluto or Goofy that didn't have a head on and I thought that was interesting but we were behind the scenes so I guess I didn't think anything of it at the time
2: but I think it goes to show how different it is when they call it off stage behind the parks I mean it's a completely different world you don't see any of the garbage cans you don't smell anything and then as soon as you get they call it you go on stage it's a different world and that's the production that we all get to see so I think that's a neat aspect
1: the very cool aspect well thank you you've inspired me i would love to say that i could do that now gina is joining you on the virtual ones right
2: the great race across disney world yes, yes. and it's totally free and that's what i love about that group is totally free
1: yeah no medals no medals involved stephanie i know she told <laughs> me we were because we asked her if she at least got like a certificate that would be amazing you guys could make up a certificate or something just saying but that we can you did personally
2: it personally do that let's just personally do that yeah
1: that's what i'm saying Mm-hmm. I think you guys totally deserve that. That's awesome. Thanks for letting me share my passion. I appreciate that. Of course.
0: We loved hearing about it.
1: All right, Miss Chrissy, you are the Disney shopping guru that I know about. Well, well, it is my passion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not quite as exciting as running races and collecting medals. But, oh, I don't know. You know <laughs> I don't know. Collecting Alex and Annie bracelets might be, you know, that's my medal. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um... Just about as yeah. crazy too, right? Well, just about. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that's maybe I'll award myself if I walk a 5K. Well, that'll be a goal. Just so much going on on the, you know, Disney Springs reopening right now. Um, and like you said, when Tim shared that video, how deserted it was, I was kind of jealous. Me too. At um, how that looked. Coming from merchandise, I know what goes into buying and, you know, deciding on collections. So last week when they announced that Food & Wine was starting early, I personally wondered what that meant for all of the Food & Wine collectibles, um, because that's a big part of the guest experience. Um, They did say that Food & Wine merchandise will be joining the fun later in the festival, but they are combining... When food and wine starts up again on July 15th, they are gonna combine some aspects of the Flower and Garden Festival since that was cut short this year. So they did say that a world where the floral fun of Flower and Garden is sprinkled with the global goodies of food and wine, this is our chance. Some of the topiaries are still gonna be up for food and wine, which is kind of neat. That way a guest can can experience both festivals. So that's pretty cool. Um, but they are going to um, sprinkle in some of that flower and garden merchandise um, that really they've been sitting on since March. They right. it They've been put they put some of it on shop Disney. I've, I've done a little of my fair share of um, collecting, but they will be offering flower and garden merchandise during food and wine as well. So they pro- they have to plan that you know their merchandise cycle so far in advance that they surely couldn't have anticipated needing new food
0: and wine merchandise in July. So we'll probably see that closer to maybe August and September. What do you think is gonna happen to, I mean, it's not going to sell as heavily like sure, all of the flower and garden stuff, it won't sell as heavily when that's not what they're doing. So do you think they're going to keep some of it for next year? Or are they going to discount it? And um, well, Traditionally, I would say we're still probably going to see
2: dated merchandise because they would have had to have made some of those decisions maybe even before pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. They would have had to start designing and... and ordering said merchandise far in advance so we might still see some some dated merchandise i would definitely check the outlets (laughs) after because they're not going to sell as much in the in the parks or on property and those character warehouse outlets that are you know outside the disney bubble I would definitely check there if you can because you'll get great deals even even years before you can find some of the festival-specific merchandise at those outlets. Um, but Shop Disney has really picked up a lot of the slack this year um, with a lot of the park merchandise. A lot of that has been showing up on Shop Disney. In the um, June newsletter, I touched a little bit about some of the flower and garden merchandise that was up there and they've even started discounting some of it on shop disney and never fear they always offer free shipping over 75 dollars so that's not hard to do
1: i was gonna say (laughs) that i think gets me every time because i get a few things in the cart and they're like oh it's only so many dollars until you have free shipping Yeah, because I hate paying for shipping. Right. Uh, Right there with you.
2: (laughs) I will spend more
1: to get free shipping. I mean, I do this. I do that with any place that says that they're going to give me free shipping because I'm like, well, I'm saving myself money. Why why would I spend this
2: shipping? I just need need one more thing. I'm getting something tangible instead of paying for shipping. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Yes. So that's that's, um, pretty exciting that they're still going forward with some of that food and wine merchandise. I know, you know, a lot of guests do like to um, get a little something anytime they go. So they will see that later um, in the festival. At ShopDisney.com, they are listing some of the Disney stores that are opening back up. The ones here in St. Louis aren't open yet. As far as I know, there are a handful of Disney stores that are opening. So if you need your local Disney fix, definitely check Shop Disney. And um, they update that often with the guidelines that they're using. I follow somebody on Instagram who works at the, uh, I believe, at the Mall of Georgia. And she showed all this, you know, social distancing and the signage and they have. You know, their shop, Disney store is requiring guests to wear masks. I forget the age cutoff, but basically all adult guests have to wear a mask in the store and they've got hand sanitizer out for the guests. So the shopping experience, it sounds like they are taking just as seriously as the parks experience. So your Disney stores, I know they were announcing that um, they will be rolling out more openings in the next few months. So definitely keep an eye on shop disney for your local stores opening my favorite day is coming up june 26th is also known as six to six day and i don't know if you all know what six to six day celebrates please no. tell us because i need to know stitch experiment 6 to... Oh. oh! He has his own category on Shop Disney right now. Uh, um. Yeah, and you can get some, um, and I always botch the pronunciation, but you can get Elani, the resort in, in Hawaii. Yes. You can get some of his themed merchandise on Shop Disney right now. Not at a discount or anything, but they've put a cute collection together in honor of 626 Day. I have a few goodies in my cart as we speak. Christy, awesome. what's something that you collect from Shop Disney or Disney Parks? Well, I collect um, Alex and Annie bracelets and Junie and Burke purses.
1: And I, <gasps> oh, I was going to have her... Um, Christy, it's been a while since you talked about this, so I know we have a lot of new listeners since then, and Betsy and Stephanie weren't on the show at the time. Explain to them how you find just the right Junie and Burke for Christy. If To
2: find their shopping... In person, are you talking about how the heads can't be cut off? Yes,
1: that's what I'm talking about because <laughs> I followed you in last year.
2: I am actually looking at my Alice in Wonderland Junie right now, and that is probably the one I had to be most careful with. When you're looking at a pattern, nobody wants to see like half an Alice in Wonderland on top of your bag. Right. Yeah, and they're usually locked up, so that poor cast member you know, can I see another one? Can I please see another one? <laughs> this one's not right. I'm that, ca- I'm that guest, but to be honest, I was that cast member too. <laughs> now, do you pay full price for these bags or do you do discounted places or what is your strategy? I am not at liberty to share, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I have paid full price for bags and I have been offered a generous deal on my bags. <laughs> That's
0: cool. How, how many bags are in this collection? Oh, yes. I want to hear okay. this.
2: Oh, well, I've been collecting them for 10 years. <gasps> since they debuted about 10 years ago, I still have my... I've sold a lot of them. I've just traded a lot of them. There's a whole Dooney and Burke community out there. So you don't have every one that you've ever bought? Oh, no, no, no. Um, and I haven't personally picked out every one that I own currently either. But... The collection right now, like, that I have, I'd say probably 20. And which one are you, do you use a different one? Like, do you stick with one for a while, or what do you do? Um, I I change them out seasonally, usually. Right now, I'm using a Minnie Mouse bag from a few years back from Flower and Garden. It's kind of like scenes of her and Mickey at Disney World, like a sketched scene, and they're kind of in pink and green, like, springy colors. But I'm probably gonna switch it out for my Alice in Wonderland
0: bag soon. That's my, the Alice in Wonderland's one of my favorites. <laughs> I was about to ask, what's your favorite? What's the one that you will never get rid of? Is it the Alice in Wonderland?
2: Well, the Alice in Wonderland and then the 40th anniversary Walt Disney World tote. I'll never get rid of that one, and I won't get rid of my original sketch. Hmm. I just am taking a peek at this website, and I am blown away by how much these bags cost. Because I've never really looked at them. Because I'm always like, "Oh, that's too expensive." Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I I <laughs> don't I don't have fancy things in my life. This is my one.
1: It's my splurge, she said. It,
2: it's my but, splurge, and it makes you feel beautiful. I bet. Do you just feel confident with that? I love that. I just love them. I don't. I mean, I had Junie and Burks before Disney even worked with them, it was always kind of a Christmas gift. We'd get one at Christmas, so I've always been a fan of their bags. But when the two of them joined forces, it just blew my mind. How does it compare to Loungefly? Because is not that like trying to compete? What are your thoughts on that? I, I actually, I don't have a Loungefly bag yet. There are a few that I like. I'm not so much a fan of backpacks, so that's kind of what's held me back on some of the lounge fly bags but i i just think that they're working with so many more designers because they even have i mean disney even has a line with coach which is way out uh-huh. of my price range <laughs> so i just i i really think that they're working with more and it, i think it's neat that they're working with more and more designers in general
1: they're still with vera wang right
2: uh vera bradley
1: vera bradley hello yeah. <laughs> what <am I>
2: saying? <laughs> <laughs> they they don't put out releases because i have a few vera bradley bags too They don't put those out near as often, but I will. One thing that I did, in fact, I was going to touch on it tonight the fabric for Vera Bradley is still readily available. And I just ordered three Vera Bradley Disney masks on Etsy.
1: Ooh, oh, wow. yeah,
2: yeah. She sold out of a lot. You need of to them.
1: give us that site. Like, can you shoot it oh, to yeah. us through the email yeah, or something? I, sure
2: will. I will, I will. And then I found. I mean, shop Disney and like at Disney World, they're selling all of their masks. Right, right. To be honest. I mean, some of them are cute. Some of them just aren't my style. Um. So I was looking. A friend shared with me um, Tea Public. Has a lot of great Disney masks too. So I found some that I really liked on Etsy in this Vera Bradley fabric. And then I'm probably gonna order some from, there are like 40 pages of Disney masks.
1: I know. On this uh, are
2: they breathable? You, have you actually received them? What is I the haven't received level? them yet. Oh. I, I just ordered them last week and she hasn't updated that they've shipped. I'd imagine she's probably cranking them out as best as she can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as soon as I get them, I'll let y'all know. Cause that's my thing. It has, I mean, I have, I've had friends who have made me masks and I have several masks and they're great. But if I'm going to be walking around the parks in the heat and humidity, it has got to breathe. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I am willing to try a few masks, but yeah, I'll definitely let you know about these Vera Bradley ones. And I'll share that link, um, to them. um, and the T public ones, they look like they're more of a T-shirt material. So I'm interested to see um, how those come out.
1: Well, this has been fun and enlightening. I, I do wish I had two good knees so I could run like Betsy. So I'm just going to live vicariously through you, Betsy. <laughs> okay. I would. I'm with Christy though. Maybe I could get myself to a walk jog or something. I, of course, I have to ask the doctor because I, I know that at the beginning he said, even when I give you these two knees, don't think you can take off running and be a runner. And I, so mm. I thought that was interesting that he said that. And maybe it's because he wanted them to last for a long time. I don't know. Or maybe he didn't want to do it again. I don't know. It's a lot of money he could make. <laughs> we appreciate you guys being on here. Oh, thanks for having me. If you are interested in being a guest on the show or you have a question or comment, all you have to do is email us at mousyapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or just want a free quote, contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, or our Facebook page, which is The Mousecapades Podcast or our Twitter page which is Mousecapades Pod
0: and be sure to listen to Friday's show with Vicki and Kaylee and this Friday they're going to be discussing Disney Broadway shows and they're going to have a special guest Josiah as always thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears The Mousecapades Podcast well girls I think it is about that time Disney love bippity boppity boo peace love and Mickey Mouse have a magical day my friends
2: one wish Upon a star Your dreams